Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Northwest Arkansas, Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas. Big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn. I'm excited to be with you today. I'm actually very, very excited to be with you today because I've got the folks from Fat Tire Bicycle Shop on my podcast. Finally, you've heard me talk about them time and time again. Everybody that listens to this podcast, if you're just listening to it for the first time, I am an avid cyclist. I probably live in one of the greatest places in the country to be a cyclist. And Fat Tire Bicycle Shop is probably one of the most thorough bike shops that you could ever come in contact with. They have multiple locations throughout Northwest Arkansas. They have one right in my new hometown of Fayetteville. And they also, as I was telling two of the uh, founders, Chris and uh, Chris Brosh and Tim Robinson, that the location in downtown Springdale has saved my bacon multiple times on long rides on the Greenway headed up to Bentonville and back when I've either run out of gas, run out of steam or air, 
or just needed a pick-me-up with some coffee, Fat Tire has always been there for me. So I'm excited to have these guys on. And I'm also we're also joined by Tanner Bedwell from the Benton County Quails organization. And uh, we've got a special program today that I wanted to share with you, with the listeners for I Am Northwest Arkansas, about what these folks are doing and the way that they've combined two passions into one event. So without further ado, Chris Brosh, Tim Robinson, Tanner Bedwell, how are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing well, Randy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you guys all for coming on. Chris, I want to start with you because as we talked about it earlier, I'd love for you just to kind of quickly give, orient the audience as to who Fat Tire is and just give them the superhero origin story of, of your organization. Yes, sir. Well, um, back in 2006, Tim and I were living together and, you know, helping with some of the initial efforts to create soft surface trails in our community in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I was kind of coming out of one job and Tim was uh, starting his career with uh, Walmart. And we were riding these new trails, trying to, um, you know, help bring the, I guess, the initial mileage into the fold in the community. And breaking our bikes and needing repair and having to go, you know, 30 plus minutes away to the closest bike shop that could take care of our needs and sometimes waiting two, three weeks for, you know, bikes to get turned around. So as this is developing, we are, you know, saying, hey, you know, there's an, a, an unfulfilled need here in um, Bentonville specifically, but really Northwest Arkansas as, as we saw that this energy was going to blossom. So fast forward to June of 2007. And um, yeah, we strapped together a little we could, to, you know, get our, our first store open. And I operated in that store. I think we opened our doors on July 25th, if my memory serves me correct, on 2007. And yeah, I, I was in the store as a store manager and building our staff in our first store. And yeah, it was, it's just kind of grown from there, moving into additional locations, um, you know, really building a, an operations team that was, uh, you know, uh, better than me, uh, you know, putting the right people in the right positions. And um, we've just slowly built from there. Okay. And uh, Tim, you want to add anything to that? No, I mean, yeah, what, what he said is great. And I just say that, uh, you know, our whole mission and whenever we started was really just to help people get out and ride. And it was to fill what we thought was a void in Northwest Arkansas because the trails were starting and there was no shops there to help people. And so through events and just getting people out riding, that was kind of our whole purpose in starting it as a business to be help, help the community come together. Yeah. And you guys are now multi-state, right? Don't you have a location in, in Oklahoma? Yeah. We actually have six stores in Oklahoma. So we have three in the Tulsa market and three in the Oklahoma City market. Trek Bikes is our main brand that we sell. And through partnership with them, we have found opportunities where some individuals are looking to retire. And so we bought some companies over there and kind of absorbed them into our portfolio. And then other markets, they just didn't have good Trek dealers and they wanted us to bring what we were doing here to that location. Yeah, I guess that would qualify you guys as a, as a regional player in the bike market for sure. So, Tim, I was telling Chris that, you know, when my I have two, three sons, but two of my older sons wanted to ride mountain bikes. So they joined the Fayetteville Composite mountain bike team and they got their Trek bikes from Fat Tire. And they were just I mean, you know, working with HB Fink and the composite mountain bike team, shout out to HB and just the way that you guys operate is so professional. I mean, if anybody's looking to buy a bike and I don't want to be 
a shill for a fat tire, but listen, they really take good care of you from start to finish. If they don't have a bike in stock, they'll let you know, they'll size you properly. And they were really, they have a, a very generous selection of bikes, even in through the pandemic, you know, they've been able to, to do things, which hasn't been easy for a lot of bike companies. And I know these last two years have been a challenge when it comes to inventory, but Fat Tires always had a good selection. And when they haven't, they'd let you know, hey, this is when some bikes are going to come in and, you know, they would definitely take good care of you. So shout out to Fat Tire. That's my quick 30 second commercial on you guys. So thank you. Yeah, no problem. The check is in the mail, I know. So Tanner, <laughs> I want to introduce you into this conversation because there is a unique symbiotic relationship here between your organization and Fat Tire. And so I'd love for you to introduce yourself and the Benton County Quails. All right. Well, I was one of those people that they helped get on a bike. As an avid snowboarder in Northwest Arkansas, I didn't really have a lot to do out in nature. So uh, through a lot of convincing, Chris got me on a bike. And now I've got four bikes that uh, each one of them were the last bike I'll ever need. <laughs> but no, Benton County Quail has been in Northwest Arkansas for 30 years. I kind of grew up with my dad associated with it. And with the dynamics and diversity in Bentonville changing so much, you know, we were sitting around one night and it was like, how do we kind of bring, you know, old Bentonville and new Bentonville together for an event and kind of get some, you know, locals and transplants to hang out. And, you know, we're avid cyclists, um, but we are also avid hunters and shooters and uh, proponents of conservation. So it's like, all right, well, let's get cyclists together at a place where we can shoot and we all enjoy crawfish and the fat tire crew makes a, uh, a mean jambalaya. And kind of that you guys were kind of looking for a originally kind of a customer service or a customer appreciation event as well. And it was like, well, let's just get, you know, these two different groups together. It's been really cool to see cyclists that have never held a gun a lot of times. And it happens every year where we have the youth shooting team and shooting instructors at every shooting position for the clay pigeon shoot and getting people that are kind of have been scared of guns to get a little more comfortable with it with some proper instruction and just everybody get together and have a good ride, good meal, good entertainment and music and mingle and get to know each other. Yeah, I, I really like that. I mean, I just think just the kind of bringing these two disparate groups together is, is really interesting. Now, I do have a couple of questions for you for an event like this. What if somebody is, is an avid cyclist but doesn't have a gun? Are they still able to participate in this event? Yeah, we, we don't have people bring their own guns. We provide uh, all the guns. Winchester, who's a big sponsor of Benton County Quail, has also helped with Fat Tire by donating ammunition. So it's really all you have to do is show up with your bike and ride and you get the chance to, you know, have some instruction, shoot some clay pigeons and, you know, maybe try something new. Now that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. So I uh, so now this is the I think we were we were going through and doing math in our head. Chris, which is dangerous, right? But um, I think we came we came up with the fact that this is the sixth year that you guys are doing this event. This will be number six. Is that correct? Correct, correct. Yeah, started in 2015, and then um, you know had to take the the COVID break in 20 and 21, and then here we are bringing it back. So yeah, this uh, I think that checks out. This is our sixth uh, edition. Okay. What has been some of the feedback that you've gotten from past participants that have uh, taken part in this? Maybe and maybe just had never been around guns or experienced guns. Yeah, I, I think it's all been, you know, very positive. I think people are drawn to this unique 
event that we keep free to, you know, just promote coming out in, in a non-competitive environment. As it's developed over years, there's certainly become a bit more of a competitive piece to the, the longer ride and all that. But uh, it is a ride, not a race. And we're more promoting of that um, non-competitive new experience. And as Tanner alluded to, bringing groups together in fellowship there to just get to know each other. And so most of the feedback has been, you know, very spot on with uh, how, you know, excited they are to try something new, to meet new people, to go through uh, and work with uh, the youth shooting team and their instructors from a, again, a educational kind of foundation of some folks. It, it, it has been their first time to handle a shotgun and shoot at a moving target in, in the air and things of that nature. And so um, I think it's just a unique experience that has, um, you know, really kind of hit home uh, for for the participants. It's just a, a fun, fun, exciting way to to come out and enjoy a, a good Saturday. I yeah. think the, you know, from the you shooting and, and quail aspect too, they've gotten a, a huge kick of, I mean, because some of the you shooting people, I mean, we've had 12 and 13 year olds out teaching adults who had never held a, a shotgun before how to shoot. And maybe they're not, you know, around as much, you know, as many cyclists so far. So bringing that group together and seeing people, you know, shoot for the first time while being instructed by a youth, it's been very cool to watch on both sides to see that come together. Yeah. And it's, it's so, and, and I'm glad you made that distinction, Chris, that it's a ride and not a race. It's, I think it's the total, if, if someone decides to do the whole event, it's 71 miles, right? With about 5,000 feet of climbing and it's about what, 85, 90% gravel for the most part. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, as our, you know, little towns grow and become more of a metropolitan area. Some of our gravel roads do get paved a bit, but um, as we get really out uh, a few miles out from um, the Bitten County Quail Barn, you're really getting into some gravel roads that are very rural and, um, you know, probably won't be paved for many years, if ever. So it's a, for the most part, you know, that, that holds true. And, you know, the 71 mile is kind of a new product uh, over the last uh, couple editions. It was very much, again, started as this very community oriented, low barrier to entry. You know, we would do basically like a 10 and a 15 mile loop. Those have grown to a, a short loop, a medium loop. And we've added these, the medium and the long of going all the way to 71 for that more maybe competitive or avid um, cyclist that is getting into more of these endurance gravel rides, which this 71 mile course is quite a bit to bite off. But um, there's more and more of these events generally in the competitive landscape around the country and even our local region for gravel racing. So it's a it's a genre, if you will, of, of cycling that's really taken off. And so we've embraced it and tried to keep our you know, community-oriented, fun, you know, easygoing event true while adding some of this uh, a little bit more avid components as well, trying to have something for everybody. Yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm excited. I, I hope I can participate. I think I'm in town that weekend, but it is exciting to see how you kind of have married the two different types of, of events together. And, you know, gravel riding has kind of taken on a life of its own, right? I mean, a lot of people, I hear people now saying, yeah, I'm going out for a gravel ride. Of course, you want to have 
proper tires. You want to have proper equipment to be able to do that. I actually, when I purchased my bike, I got a bike that was kind of well suited for gravel for that very reason, because there are so many off roads that you can go to that aren't necessarily dirt, but you know, would, would provide you a nice place to get a really good ride in. So would you want to just kind of talk a little bit about how the changing landscape of Northwest Arkansas just continues to provide new opportunities for cyclists that come to this region? Yeah. You want to take that one, Tim? Yeah. I think, you know, obviously when all this started, it was very mountain bike focused in the, in what was being developed from an infrastructure standpoint. And then closely behind that was the Razorback Greenway. So if you'll remember, we had parts of the Greenway throughout Northwest Arkansas, but it didn't connect Fayetteville to Bella Vista. And once we started seeing the big popularity thing happening in Bentonville for mountain biking, there was a big push to then finish the connection all the way down, up and down that corridor. And that's been really fun because now people can come here and there's two events a year, the square to square where you go to Fayetteville to Bentonville or the other way. And so that's created a big event on greenway surfaces. You know, road riding has always been around here, but a lot of people have felt too unsafe to ride because cycling just wasn't all that popular even just 15 years ago. And so now there's way more road riders because of the greenway and the mountain biking cyclists and just everybody understanding kind of the better rules of the road and how to ride with cars and bikes that it has made road and gravel cycling much more possible and accessible and safer, which is, which is great to see. Yeah. Gravel has been the new thing. I guess Chris and Nickel have been involved in gravel really since before gravel got cool. I remember those guys pushing Trek on really trying to even develop gravel bikes for Trek because we were, we were leaning into salsa and salsa was kind of the, the grandfather of, of the gravel bike brand. But now Trek has those bikes too. And we do have so much great infrastructure. You can ride from downtown Bentonville or really downtown any Northwest, Northwest Arkansas city and be on gravel within a couple miles. And just that connectivity from a city center with food and beverage and music to be able to, you know, get out either via greenway or road to then unlimited miles of gravel and then back can just create such a really cool, unique experience. And I think one of the most cool events that I've seen that just started the last couple of years, this rule of three, because it's kind of a combination of mountain, gravel and road all together. And people just have really fun time. And that I've just heard people still gushing about their experience last year doing that. And it's coming up here again. Yeah. And I also think about like Big Sugar and, and several other rides that, I mean, again, every time you turn around, there's something new. And of course, we had the cyclocross event at Centennial just uh, about a little less than two months ago. And that was a huge event that has essentially kept Northwest Arkansas on the the cycling map, if you will. And it just continues to improve. I know when I've gone to different events, you guys have always had a tent up and you know there's just a lot there's just a lot of cool things happening in this area there's the first few major taylor uh cycling clubs have started one in uh, oklahoma city and now there's a tulsa club and we're talking about trying to start one in fayetteville and for the uninitiated major taylor was a uh, black cyclist around the turn of the century and they are a major major taylor clubs all over the country and so it only makes sense that we would have one here in Northwest Arkansas as big of a biking capital as this area is. So it's exciting to see uh, the growth of the sport and, and how it continues to expand. So what are you guys hoping to accomplish with this particular event that you're about to have coming up on the 14th? Since it's been two years since you've had it, is there anything that you've added new to the event that you, you say, hey, you know what, 
we've had a lot of extra time on our hands to plan. Is there something else that you've added besides just the expansion of the shorter routes that people could look forward to? Yeah, I'll speak to that. We've we've added like more in the registration component and the uh, Friday night and Saturday night camping options that just really allow us to kind of project how many participants want to come. You know, uh, it's, it's a free event. So, you know, sometimes you, you need a few dollars to, to kind of hold someone accountable. But, uh, you know, we, we want to keep it free. And so through Bike Reg, uh, a, a bicycle event registration platform, you know, as well as working with uh, Tanner and Quails on, you know, what we can offer at the venue, we've added basically overnight camping. So you can come car camp or bring a van. I mean, there's no camping. It's all primitive, right? It's not like hookup camping spots, but it's, you know, the, the van camping or car camping culture and cycling is, you know, very, very big. And so I uh, want people to be able to get into uh, the, get into town, you know, Friday evening, the 71 mile product leaves at 8 a.m. It has a different start time than the two other shorter routes. And so, you know, having people on site already, giving them a chance to kind of already be pre-registered and have a little bit of a little welcome get together, if you will. And then Saturday night with live music, which has always been a part of, of our event, but then going into a bonfire and sort of an after party. And, you know, when you're done shooting in the range, you go, if you want to have a local beer, uh, you go and you have your uh, wristband cut off and that signifies that, you know, you're done shooting and now it's okay to, (laughs) you know, you can move on and have a few beers. Well, you know, we want people to be able to let their hair down and if they have a a couple beers, you know, not feel like, you know, they need to like plan around like, you know, leaving and you'll keep people safe. So having that opportunity to still stay and mingle and meet new people and uh, camp out that you know, that Saturday night as well, I think will just really, again, cement the whole idea of uh, fellowship and getting different groups together. People now even coming from Oklahoma and Missouri and Kansas and and, and, and beyond to come and, and come to Northwest Arkansas and see what Fat Tire is about, see what our terrain is about. That's pretty exciting. And then, um, you know, other additions is just that we have grown so much in each edition that we feel that this year we will have quite a bit more folks and we're already kind of seeing that on our pre-registrations. So we're going to have quite the uh, crawfish boil. So (laughs) about 30 pounds of crawfish a bag. We've had as I think five bags was our, our biggest. And so we're going to be probably pushing double that. We're setting a cap at 300 people. And, um, you know, uh, generally in a crawfish bowl, you would do even more than that, but uh, maybe three pounds a person. But we're going to we're going to do about one pound a person because we still have all this other food as well. Our uh, our company recipe for jambalaya. And then, yeah, we'll have uh, partners such as Fossil Cove, a local brewery out of Fayetteville coming on some really exciting music that we uh, uh, have yet to announce, but uh, some kind of uh, notching the music up a, a level as well. So that'll be a, a fun, exciting uh, piece of news to release uh, along the way here. So yeah, like camping, 
is kind of the main addition and moving it into a, a potential uh, you know weekend situation. And then other than that, just kind of raising the bar on everything else. And we've always raffled a shotgun at the event to raise funds. Obviously, we, um, you know, as a 501c3, that's our, our primary goal is to raise funds for you shooting and conservation. But kind of taking it to the next level with sometimes people are shooting for the first time that we're, we're raffling the shotgun and a potential two-man guided quail hunt in, in Missouri to maybe take people from actually just shooting at play targets through the air. If people actually want to try to get out and do some upland bird hunting, that that will be an option as well. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, there there is. So actually, whether it, an individual or even a, a family, this program is perfect for just about anybody. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And we're going to have some um, that does uh, ring a bell on uh, another addition to the event is we're going to have, depending upon the weather, uh, whether it's dry or wet, we're going to have uh, kids or a blow up inflatable sort of situation for kids of all ages. But hopefully we'll have really good weather and it will be a wet 75 foot long slip and slide. You know, uh, it'll it'll be, uh, you know, if, even if it's a little overcast and a little colder, you know, May in Arkansas, you never know. We will have uh, more of like a uh, an obstacle course sort of inflatable uh, situation, you know, again, to parents can, you know, come and, you know, if, if someone's not riding, they can watch the kids and the kids can be having a good time and not not too bored. So we're trying to have something for everybody. One of my favorite memories of the double barrel from the first season was when we all launched and got ready to go. You know, you get people of all types coming out to these a free event where there's promised free food and beverage at the end, right? But we also marketed it very much as family friendly. It's not a race, it's a ride. And so I got roped into riding with my my wife and some of her girlfriends who had never gone, you know, this distance before, certainly on gravel roads. And so they wanted me to be their guide. And so I was just taking it easy riding with them and some of their kids. And I remember as we were kind of just going slow and, you know, all the fast bikers already took off and they're going to go do their thing. And I was kind of in the back with this, the family side of it. And I remember there was a person wearing jeans just riding a mountain bike going on this event. And it was a pretty warm day. I remember there was a kid that had a basket on the front with water balloons in it, who was chucking some water balloons at fellow kids. <laughs> and so it was just really fun. Like you don't see events like that with that diversity of riders from the people in Speedos going to crush it to someone in jeans to pe- ladies who had never ridden a gravel bike before and kids throwing water balloons. So that's just one of my favorite memories. And I think reminiscent of kind of the, the spirit and the feel that, that we really want to try to draw out of this. Yeah, I love that. That sounds like fun. You, you had me at water balloons. I know my boys would love would love to chuck some water balloons at some people on a trail. So I may actually have to bring them out with me when I come participate. And maybe I won't do the 71 mile ride, but maybe one of the shorter ones would be perfect if I do bring those guys with me. So this is great. I'm excited for this event. If people want to find out more information about the Double Barrel Gravel Ride, is it right there on the front page of your website or is there a link to it right there? It is on uh, the website under our events and you can get there pretty easily. Um, also check us out on you know the social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook. You can just search Double Barrel it is an easy way to get to it. Bike Reg has the online sign up. Bike Red, yeah, has the online sign up. So um, yeah, May 14th. Yeah, the information, like I said, website, social media. Can't wait. We'll make sure everybody gets that in the show notes. And Tanner, I, I do want to, again, your, for your organization, if people want to learn more about Benton County Quail, what's your website? We're pretty much 
Well, being a volunteer organization, we, we don't have an active website. Um, okay. So I don't want to drive anybody to that. Yep. I manage our Facebook page. So most communication goes through that. Um, okay. Obviously, we'll go cool. in and, and share our sponsor stuff like that. But traditionally, the event's been in April. So for it being in May this year, used to we do it in April to try to drive. We have a big banquet coming up May 2nd. That's our committee banquet. That's about usually five to six hundred people with live and silent auctions. And, you know, also using this platform as to drive people to our banquet. So but the weather should definitely be better this year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we'll, we'll make sure that we link to your Facebook page on the show notes for this as well. So if anybody wants to find out more about it, I think we'll certainly make sure that we can make those connections. It sounds like it's going to be a great event. I mean, you have some outstanding sponsors. You mentioned Winchester before, of course, Cycling Tours, Archie Apparel, Trek, can't forget them, the Pickle Juice Company, Von Traeger, uh, Shoot United. There's a few others. There's a U Umla. What is that? Oh, that's a, that's Kuat Racks. There's a U it's with a, an umlaut uh, on it. What is that? Do you? Yeah, it's an auto what, rack manufacturer out of Springfield, Missouri. Kuat. Okay, yeah. Okay, I know those. Yeah, I didn't realize. Kuat's based in Springfield? They are, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, when they were first getting going in our, uh, our original shop on the Bentonville Square, I remember, uh, you know, they were gracious enough. They were making great racks, and they were gracious enough to memo some racks to us as we were getting going, and we've built a great relationship with that company over the years. I don't know. For some reason, I thought they were, like, up in Scandinavia somewhere or someplace like that. I was like, Kuat, yeah, it's, it sounds cool. So yeah, yeah. no, I've I've seen their racks all over the place. They they do make a good rack. As as a matter of fact, I have some friends that have one that swear by it. So well, that's good. So there's a lot of people that have invested in this event, and you guys are are anchoring this whole program. So I really want to congratulate you on putting together a family friendly event that everybody can take part in. And again, it's not often that you get a chance to both ride a bike and shoot a gun in the same <laughs> in the same event. So I think that's exciting. And shoot a gun responsibly, I might add. So I definitely Absolutely. want to throw I definitely want to throw that in there. So if you've got a nine millimeter or an AK, just leave that at home. You don't need it. We've got plenty of uh, ammunition and the proper equipment for you to take part in this double barrel gravel ride. So listen, Chris, Brosh, Tim Robinson, Tanner Bedwell, thank you guys so much for joining us on the podcast today. We'll make sure that everybody has information in the show notes on how to connect with you guys. We'll also be pushing out a special Instagram reel to talk more about this event as well. So we're excited to connect with you guys and share more with our audience on this particular event that's happening on May 14th of 2022, the sixth annual Double Barrel Gravel Ride. You do not want to miss this. And this episode will be coming out before the ride. So you have ample time to still register for the event and take part in it. And uh, hopefully I'll see you out there. And if you do see me out there and you heard about it through this podcast, please let me know. I would really appreciate that. So gentlemen, you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Same to you. Thanks, Randy. Thank you, Randy. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I hope you guys like that. Listen, go get your bike tuned up. Get it ready. If you need gravel tires, you can go see Fat Tire for those. I'm sure they'll be more than happy to get you set up with the proper equipment to make sure that you can take part in this gravel ride. You heard what Tanner said. Don't worry about any equipment. You just come, ride, shoot, have some fun. And have some crawfish or mud bugs, as we like to call them. But anyway, I hope to see you out there. I will be out there on May 14th, hanging out with these guys and having some fun on the trails. So 
That's all that we have for today. Remember, I Am Northwest Arkansas comes out every Monday, rain or shine. And I look forward to seeing you guys soon. Take care. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.